It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to the Spunky Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, psychic medium, Carrie Muggs. This is where we learn all things spirit, everything from spiritual gifts, awakenings, ghosts, aliens, and starseeds. Nothing is untouchable, but always fun and spunky. I am honored to be on this spiritual journey with you, so make sure you hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's Spunky Spirit episode. This is the January question and answers. So this is where I take questions from my listeners and answer them for you. So let's begin. And I might do a little bit at the end about 2022. We'll see. So the first question is, how did you start practicing your gifts and communicating with spirit? So this is a little tough one. And this is the one that, you know, I want to help people do this. And I have been to classes and things like that too. I've invested in myself. Um, But I don't know how really to help people do it because I, when I did it, I kind of just did it on my own. I kind of trained myself. I kind of watched other mediums. I, you know, I've had this gift since I was five and I've had, you know, um, imaginary friends. And I would see, you know, when you're younger, you actually do see, you can see the ghosts or I did anyways. And so trying to practice communicating with spirits is, um, it was, I practiced by doing lots of readings. So I would do, you know, about 15 years ago, I started doing readings for my friends and family and then they would tell people and then they would tell people and then it started to get time consuming and I was doing so many of them that I added, actually had to carve out time during the day and actually start charging money because it was taking up so much of my time. 
So the things that helped me communicate with spirits, though, is at the beginning, I did use oracle cards. And I'm coming to find out that lots of people don't like to use those. So um, sometimes I'll try and help people and I'll say, okay, this is how I did it. But I can only teach what I know. And so when I was using oracle cards at the beginning, I kind of used them as a crutch. I couldn't, I knew what spirit was telling me and I knew what spirit was saying, but I wanted to make sure I was right and have validation through the cards. And then it got to the point where I didn't need to use the cards anymore. Just one day I was like, Oh, I don't need to use the cards anymore. And part of me too scribbles when I do readings because I want to focus on what's coming through. I'm hoping one day I feel like that's a crutch. A lot of people think it's cool and it's awesome, but I, to me, it's a crutch. I wish I could just sit and relax and listen instead of have to focus on, focus on something else to listen. But I'm trying and I'm doing, you know, that's, that's another thing. But so I, to actually communicate with spirits, I, the best thing I could tell you right now is meditation and automatic writing. And the, there's a something mediums call sitting in the power. And that's during meditation, you hit this kind of place where you can hear, you can hear spirits or you can hear things now, or you can, you can understand what spirits trying to say, or you see things or you hear things or you know things. Um, it's called this meditate. It's a frequency during meditation where you just kind of, it's hard to explain. You just have to meditate and understand it to know it. And that's what's kind of called sitting in the power and mediums will do reading so much or meditate so much that they kind of can just sit in the power immediately. Um, some mediums may have to like do a little refocus, but I can say the prayer protection and go right into it. I can go. And some people say that they can tell a difference when I'm doing a reading. Once I say the prayer protection, I kind of just change like my demeanor changes. And so, and um, another thing that would, would help too is automatic writing. I know a friend of mine says when she we used to do automatic writing, when she does automatic writing, at first she thought, what is mine? And what, you know, at first she thought, is this really me? And then towards like two or three weeks later, she's like, no, I know what's mine and what's not. And so that's the thing too is, and you might want to listen to my podcast about intuition and intuitive intuition and imagination, because a lot of times we don't know what is ours and what is spirit. And this is where every spiritual journey begins with self growth, self healing, knowing who you are, knowing you. This is why a lot of people have a hard time with their gifts because part of knowing their gifts are part of feeling their gifts, part of using their gifts, part of, you know, any kind of is that you have to self heal. You have to begin your spiritual journey and you have to go through the crap and the stuff to know who you are because you have to know who you are. So when you do hear messages from spirit or messages from your guides, you know what's yours and you know what's not yours. And so that would be my biggest thing. If you full flown want to become a medium um, and do it professionally, then I would suggest classes. I would suggest other things to help you, you know, with your communication and with the things that you see and how to interpret things. Um, I have been to classes and the reason why it's so hard to, um, is because I don't know what I would recommend. Some of the classes that I went to were great and some of them were not, but most of what I've learned has been on my own, but I did go to some heavy, heavy certification classes. 
um, about two or three years ago and we had to do, we were tested. We were tested on our, on our capability and I had to do readings with blindfolds on and I had to do three in a row to strangers and I had, it was like a three intensive course and I, it took everything I had and finally towards the end, I mean, I would go home from those things and cry. It was in California. I'd go to my, my Airbnb and cry and be nervous about the next day. And what I do love is it did push me, but uh, there's also some things in that class that kind of made me mad. Like I also learned that I don't have to prove myself to anybody that I know, I know me and I don't have to prove, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. And, and who gets to decide if you're good or not, who decided way back. It's not like you're going to a university and getting a degree. It's no, like the university decides, okay, you've got A's and A's and A's. Um, on my readings, I did get good grades, I guess you would call them. But who, still, who is that decide? Maybe I would have had a bad reading that day. Or who gets to decide that the teacher that I took the class with is a really, really good medium? Who gets, who decides this? It's, it's when you cross the spiritual, spiritual realm with, you know, academics, who gets to decide who's good? I do know in England, they do, um, or, you know, in the UK, they do, they do have schools off author, the author Finley. I think it's that school. And I have looked at classes at that. Um, the thing that scares me about different classes with mediums is you pay a lot of money and sometimes you don't know if they're great. And sometimes you get different opinions of that medium because they can only teach what they know. Right. And so some mediums that I go, the, the classes that I went to, they teach certain things like they, some mediums don't believe that there are evil things and that everything is good and everything is awesome. And, and it's just spirits that are trying, trying to, you know, tease you or whatever. And then there are some classes that I went to that do think, Hey, there is some evil out there and there is this out there. So I have to go on my own experience with that, right? Because I have two like very awesome mediums, according to people or according to who, I don't know, but um, that have different opinions about this. And so you kind of have to take your own. I get nervous about, I do believe in investing in yourself and I do believe in um, continuing education and I do believe all that stuff. But I also, so I think it's a good idea but I just want to tell you, if you do start to take classes, take what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. If it doesn't work for you, that's okay. Because there is, with mediumship and with intuitive gifts, there is no one size fits all. There is no, like, medical school where you go to a heart, you go to a medical school and it's the, a general practitioner learns these things. Mediumship is just... It's different people who different experience different things, who have been taught by different people. At the end of the day, it's what you know or what resonates with you, okay? So whatever you decide to do, make sure you do that. But as far as practicing, you could practice on your psychic abilities um, because mediums or communicating with spirits also have psychic abilities because they're pretty empathic. You could practice decide, you know, shuffling your playlist and guessing what song is going to come next. You could take a deck of cards, take three cards out, put them in front of you, move them around, um, look at the cards first, move them around, and then guess where they're at. Guess which one's which one. Practice when somebody calls you, if you don't have caller ID, don't look at your phone. Pra see who you think it might be who's calling you. Just practice your intuition. Um, but to communicate with spirits, um, meditation and automatic writing, by far 
the ones that help the most, help the most with communicating with spirits. So, um, and if you want to dig deeper, dig into some classes with mediumships, medium classes. Um, and I will have those available this year, but I'm going to talk about that towards the end when we talk about some more, when we have some more questions and you'll see why. But um, now the next question, I've been seeing 1111 frequently. Can this be a message? Yes, it can be a message. There's a couple things that this could be. Um, our ancestors and spirits like to use numbers to have communication with us. So this is another way you can communicate with spirit is by numbers. Um, it's great when you are walking down the street and you see a feather or you see a dime and you're like, oh, my grandma's here or my grandpa's here. But it's a whole nother ballgame when you see numbers and they can communicate because numbers do have meaning, especially number sequences. The trick is figuring out what the meaning is. So you can make up your own meanings for these numbers, but there's also a general... There's a general kind of number meaning thing, and I'll, but I'll kind of explain. So if you're seeing 1111, there's a, there's a few things that could be happening. One, 1111 could be when your grandfather died. Let's say maybe your grandfather died November 11th. This could be him saying, hi, I'm around you. I'm with you. 1111 can also mean a couple of things from your spiritual guides or your ancestors. It can mean you're going through a spiritual awakening. You're starting to figure out who you are. You're starting to open open up your spiritual gifts. You're starting to you're starting to step in your spiritual power. A lot of people after they come to my after they come and have readings with me, they will start seeing 1111 if it's their first reading and it's just because they're starting to be spiritually open. Another thing, 1111 is a great manifesting number. So if you're seeing 1111 a lot too, also, this can also mean that you, Spirit's trying to tell you, watch your thoughts because you're a great manifester and you need to be careful of what you're thinking because it, it can manifest. Now, how you know the difference is this. When you start to see the numbers, um, kind of see what you're doing, like see what you're doing, what situation you're in. If you just were thinking about your grandfather and you go out to your car and the license plate in front of you has the number 1111, it's probably your grandfather. If you were just like thinking, oh my gosh, my life is so hard, this is going to be hard to do, and you get into your car and you see 1111 license plate, it's probably saying, watch your thoughts. So really be careful and about what you're doing. So I, I have a number sequence 777. 777 usually means it's my ancestors or um, my guides cheering me on saying, oh my gosh, you're so good at this. You did so good. But 777 also is a number for my dad um, because of his birthday. So I, you know, when I see 777, I have to stop and think, okay, what am I doing? Where am I at? Did I just accomplish something really big or did I just have an aha moment or did I just think of something, you know, personally that my spirit guides are like, yes, yes, we're so proud of you. Or did I just have a really hard reading and kind of feel down on myself and I get out in the car and my spirit guides are like, 777, you've got this. Or did I just like think about my dad or see a picture of my dad or say, okay, dad, I really need you today. And I get in my car and see 777. So really, you know, sometimes the signs are really about what you're doing at that moment. Um, they're not as sporadic as you may feel they are. When you see a sign or you think you see a sign, really check what you're doing in the moment because I really feel like when you figure out what you're doing in that moment, then you'll know what the sign or what the number sequence for. Um, I suggest trying to figure out what the numbers are. I do on my Instagram account have a, a post where you can scroll down towards the, 
I think it's more towards the, it's been a while, but you can see the different number sequences and you can just Google and you can make up your own. You can write your own and what they mean to you and spirit will accommodate that or spirit will accommodate to that. So, so I hope that helps. The next question, um, are you well? <laughs> are you feeling okay? This, this, this question makes me laugh because I have a friend in high school and from high school and she's really intuitive. I follow her on Instagram. Funny thing is, is in high school, we were friends, but we weren't close friends. When I went to high school, there were cliques. There were different, you know, different, different cliques. And we were in separate cliques, but we still were friends. She was a very sweet, sweet girl. And, um, I could always tell she was intuitive. Always, always, always. And um, I started following her. She has an awesome kind of fashion blog. And you guys probably don't know her, so I'm going to go ahead and say her name. But her name was Ashley. And um, she won't care because I don't think anybody on my podcast will know who she is. But she's awesome. And the reason why she probably asked me this question is because she's intuitive. And she can tell. She can tell. She just knows and she just, and so it's kind of crazy. I kind of laugh because, and that's why I decided to answer it on my podcast because I'm 100% positive that she asked me this question because she is intuitive and she could tell something was up. And so, um, just from my posts or just whatever, she just knew. Um, so I'm going to be honest with this question. I, um, you know, cause I'm a pretty private person, but if you, those of you who know me pretty well, probably I've already explained some of this to you, but when she did ask me, when I saw that question, I did, I was fighting a cold this last week, which is kind of cool. Cause I'll kind of tell you, but there's more to it than this. So a, a lot of, you know, that during the summer I overdid it. I got, I was sad that I could not accommodate people more. I was sad that I felt bad that I could not do more readings. And so I added more readings to my schedule. So I started doing five a day. I also felt bad that I could not accommodate more people. So I started a membership, a monthly membership where I would do a reading, um, a, a group reading every month. And I would put out content that would help people with their spiritual gifts. And, um, it kicked my butt. It kicked my butt doing five readings a day and running this membership. It just, it made me very ill. I had um, mono when I was younger and I am very prone to mono relapses if I don't take care of myself. And I, spirit kept saying, this is too much. This is too much. And I kept not listening and I had a pretty bad mono relapse. And then my daughter got an accident. And there's one thing about spirit. Um, and that is they can tell you and they can warn you. And if you don't listen, they can say, Hey, you need to slow down. Hey, you need to do this. If you don't listen, they will make you listen. They will do something that shuts you down and, and makes you evaluate things or makes you, so you have to think about things. And so, um, the model relapse plus my daughter getting in a work accident. I think some of you might've heard, you know, back in the past, some of you might've heard that when she had that fire, she was in a, in a grease accident at work. Um, that shut me down and I completely shut down. I got rid of my membership. I got rid of the five a day and I just focused on the three a day that were already scheduled. 
And I shut down October, November, December. And I said, I'm not going to do group readings. I'm not going to do classes. I'm not going to do anything because I've got to heal. And I gave myself and I kept my boundaries. You'd be proud of me. There was a lot of people that wanted group readings. And I said, no, because I needed to take care of me. So I got to January. I started to stress because I was like, oh my gosh, I got to do something now. I got to add more. I got to help more people. I got to, I got to do more classes. I got to do this. I got to do retreats. I got to do these things. And I started to have a little bit of stress and anxiety because I thought I got to do these things. I got to add these things to help other people. And then I got sick and I got a cold. And this is probably what Ashley was feeling. Well, Ashley could have been feeling all of it, but, um, so I was down last week and it was the vacation the vacation that I had. So I took a week off for Christmas, um, for work and I got sick during this vacation. I got a little, I got a little bit of a cold and, um, so I was down and I realized at this point that I, I have to take care of me. I have to continue my education. I have to take classes. I have to go to retreats. I have to have self-care days me first. So then I can help my clients and my listeners, because if I don't, I don't give you guys what you deserve. And I give you half-assed stuff. And I don't know how to teach you to do certain things. And, um, I was reading while I was reading, you know, I read a lot of books, but I was reading a book this week about how, you know, some mediums, when they trained, they did do seances and they did do stuff like that. I never did because I was grown up or taught that seances and Ouija boards were evil or bad. And I did have a really bad experience with a Ouija board at one time. But in the UK, this is how some mediums trained. They would get with other mediums, sit in a circle and have a seance and see how the spirit, how the medium communicated with the spirit, the spirit, so they could learn how to too. And then everybody would have a chance. Now, you know, some people believe this is evil. Some people don't, but I know that this is how some mediums train. And some mediums do have called spirit circles, and this is what they are. And I was kind of apprehensive about having spirit circles, and it was because of the belief system around them. But I've decided I need to attend some. I need to attend some spirit circles this year so I can have spirit circles for my clients or for people who want to become mediums. So I need to put my oxygen oxygen mask on first before I can help you guys. Now the readings are awesome and that's the one way that I know I can help. But as far as classes and retreats and things go like that, I need to experience them first so I can help teach them. And the the classes that I have attended, I just don't, they haven't lived up to my expectations. They don't, I just could not reteach them because I just didn't, I just didn't believe in that way that they're teaching. I didn't believe in blindfolding somebody and put them in front of somebody and, and being like, well, this is, you know, this is how you do it. No, it's not. In real life, you don't sit in a room with 20 people blindfolded and give readings. You know, it's a great scare tactic. It's a great scare training, but that's just not how you do it in real life because, you know, and you know, my instructor was like, well, you just never know what's going to come up. Well, I do. And I know that if I can't have a writing pad to write on, or if it can't be, then I'm not going to do the reading because that's not fair to the person that I'm doing the reading for. If I can't be in a comfortable situation and feel good about the reading, I'm not going to do it because that's not fair. Now, are group readings different and platform readings different? Yeah, but we weren't learning those when I was doing this. So 
Anyways, that was kind of a soapbox for just a second. Um, anyways, yes, I am doing okay now. I had epiphany last week during my cold that I need to start taking care of myself more and I need to start focusing on me more because when I focus on me and when I focus on doing those things for me, then those things for you come automatically. So it's not about, it's not about what can I do for classes? What can I do for retreats? What can I do for group readings? It's about how can I make my, my gift better for you? How can I take care of myself spiritually for, so when I do readings, they come across better. How can I take care of me so I can take care of you? And to be honest, this is how everything should be. Your career, your motherhood, your sisterhood, your wife. You can't take care of all these other people unless you take care of yourself. And I kind of knew that on a scale of like being a mom. Um, and, and I knew that on a scale of like working at a place. But I didn't really realize that as on a scale of my business. Like, because in the past I was... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply at one time a beach body coach and it was like build a business build a business build a business and um there was very i have to and it could just be the one that i was in but and i know it's different but there was a lot it was just more about build it for other people do it for other people do it for other people and at the time so that's kind of what i was trained to do and so i've been focusing on my business i'm going to do classes i'm going to do this and honestly you got to take i got to take care of me so I can take care of you. I got to learn how to do those circles. I got to learn how to teach my clients or my patients to, or my patients, my, my listeners to, um, I got to do it for me so then I can teach you. And I got to do it the way I feel is with integrity and honesty and not some of the other ways, because again, these mediumship courses are hard because not all of them are legit. And a lot of them are legit and a lot of them, but a lot of them are teaching what they have gone through or what they know. And so, and everyone's different. And especially with mediumship, it's not, it is no one fits, you know. So anyways, yes, I'm well. I'm doing, I had, I'm doing way better. I was going into January with a little bit of anxiety thinking, okay, I've promised this to my, to my, to my listeners. And so I've got to come up, I've got to do this. And you know what? I got to take care of me first. And so these classes are coming. These things are coming, but I, I've got to figure stuff out. I got to take care of me first, do some self-care first. And so they are on their way, probably some mediumship circles, probably some classes. And I do know some group readings as far as events and platforms and retreats. Those will probably be towards the end of the, of the year. And I'm not 
still, I'm not promising anything. It's going to, I'm going to take what I can. And if it's not working, I'm going to get rid of it because I don't want to get to where I was last year. Okay. So thank you for asking, Ashley. I am doing way better, but I'm sure you felt the, the anxious and the cold and all of that. I'm sure that's what you were feeling from me. So the next question, they're kind of, um, the next, they're kind of personal. Some of them are, they're about me. Um, this one was, where are you from? I'm from Idaho Falls, Idaho. I've been living here for most of my life. I did use, live 12 years in Logan, Utah, but I've been here most of the time. Yes. One of the questions is, do you do readings over the phone? Yes, I do readings over the phone. You can pick a phone session or an in-private session anytime you want. And, um, the next question is, what is your zodiac sign and how old are you? I have, I'm 51. I change, I had just had a birthday in December. So, um, yeah, there you go. Now the next question is, is it common or possible for entities to lower their frequency just as one can raise their frequency in the spirit world? As in, do things occur where as as in, do things occur there as here in which one may change or follow a different frequency? Yes. So, and you're probably asking why would why would a spirit want to lower their frequency? But they can. So as just like we're always trying to raise our frequency and the spirits are always trying, when we always raising our frequency, always, always raising our frequency. Um, so, you know, you're going on the spiritual journey and discovering of self-discovery and figuring out who you are. You're raising your frequency. You're stepping into your power. You're, you're, you're accessing your gifts better. You're understanding you better. Now, why would someone lower their frequency? Because um, self journey and, and, and spiritual journeys are not always, they don't always go straight up. They can go up and down and up and down and up and down. So like we can on earth, have our frequency go up and go down. Um, spirits can too, but spirits do it in a different way. Spirits don't do it because their progression is harder or their progression is lacking. That's kind of where they do their lives or their, they, when they go to earth or when they have different lives, they can lower their frequency though, because they want to communicate with us. Because their radio frequency is higher than ours. They're in a different realm. They're in a different frequency. So for them to communicate with us on earth, they have to lower their frequency a little bit. Because for us to hear them. So I always, before a reading, will say, um, they lower their frequency and I raise ours. So I raise everybody in the room. I raise their frequency. And spirits will lower their frequency because we got to meet halfway. So this is why when people do actually see ghosts, they don't see them for very long because it takes a lot for the energy. It takes a lot for the spirit to lower their frequency. So you don't see them very long because they hurry and show up and then they disappear because it takes them a lot of energy to lower their frequency like that. And it, and it's in, they don't, it's not one of the things they, they love to do. It, it takes a lot of energy on both parts. That's why during readings, we meet halfway. They lower their frequency a little bit, and I lower ours. I hire ours. I raise ours. This is why a lot of times during readings, I don't actually see them. Um, sometimes I can. Most of the time, I don't. Most of the time, I hear them, or they show me things. I can feel them, um, or they can tell me how they look, or sometimes they will show me for just a second how they look. Um, it just depends on the spirit. But yes, they can lower theirs, and they do it to communicate with us. They do lower their frequency a little bit to communicate with us. Now, in the spirit realm, we're not all on the same spiritual frequency. We're not on the same 
we're all not on the same um, realm. We're not on the same frequency there we're all no one there's not no one's better than anybody else I always always say this and there's not a hierarchy over there but we are growing at different paces and it's not a competition but we are all are at different frequencies we're all at different which is great right because we all want to be we don't want to be all in the same we don't want to be all in the same unified frequency it's great to have the diversity um but when when they want to communicate or when they they or when they want to maybe when we're in the spirit realm, if they want to come visit us or be with us, they might, I'm not sure about this. This is just what I've heard. They might have to lower their frequency a little bit. Now, do I know that's true? No, because I'm not there. I haven't done it. Do I know it's true during readings? Yes, because I've experienced it and I know it, but I've never been on the other side or the spirit realm um, as far as I know or can remember. So I don't know if that's the truth there. That's just some of the things that some people think or have been taught so you take that as you would you would want. It's kind of like on, you know. I just know that on in the spirit realm, they're they're kind of always in a higher frequency. They're kind of always happy. They're they have a different perspective. They know things. The veils risen. They they're in their spiritual power. They know who they are. They see who they see who they are, and they see what they've done, and and they are at a high awesome frequency and so i don't i rarely come across spirits that are sad or depressed or i in fact i never have um i've had spirits come through and say sorry about things but it's 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 they they're not lowering their frequency to do that so i do know that they will lower their frequency to communicate with us on earth do they have to lower their frequency in the spirit realm to communicate over there with people who are lower frequencies. I don't know. I've heard yes, but I kind of don't believe it. So I don't really know. I don't really know. And I'm just going to be honest. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to teach you what I don't know. So, but yes, they can lower their frequencies and they do it for good reason. Um, but they are always happy and well, and I've never felt them at a bad vibration during a reading. Now, have I run into lower frequencies when I'm not in readings? Yes, I have. And, um, they just have things going on. They just have, there's a reason why they're at a lower frequency. There's a reason why they, I don't, I don't believe in the concept of not going towards the light or being earthbound or stuck. I've never really run into a, a spirit that was stuck or earthbound, actually. Um, that's just kind of what I was taught. So I thought that that was true. But honestly, I've never run into them myself. So I've run into lower frequency spirits who do not mean well or don't have great intentions, but I've never really had any spirit, any, any frequencies that I've run into that are stuck. Um, they know where they're at. They know what they're doing. They, you know, they, so I don't want you to ever think that one of your spiritual, one of your ancestors is stuck somewhere because I don't believe that that's entirely true. I don't understand it, but I don't believe it's entirely true. There's more to that than I think we know. So now a little end thing. Um, 2022. I am more into mediumship than I am psychicness. I can do both, but if you meet any medium or psychic, they're better at one or the other. Um, all psychics are not mediums and, but all mediums are psychic. But, um, again, I think I excel at the mediumship part more than I do the psychicness. I can still do it. And I, especially during readings, I can pull psychic. I can do psychic. I can, um, when we're one-on-one -on -one. as a collective, I, you know, I didn't realize that I, when I do carry connects every week, I pull 
psychicness for the collective. But again, I'm using a card, right? Like, like I talked about when I was telling you I first started in my gifts, I'm using a card to, um, to, to validate. I'm using a card to ver- verify. And so it's easier for me because I like the signs and symbols on it. I think it's cool. And I think it's cool when people watch the signs and symbol. So this is my attempt to do psychic stuff for the year collectively. Um, I think this is going to be a good year. This is going to be, now, does that mean it's all going to be, you know, rainbows and roses and there's going to be no growth? No. Good years have growth in them. Growth has changes. Growth has ups and downs in it. Now I know that's a general, I know that that's a general, any, any medium or anybody could actually say that. I think this year is going to be good as far as the collective and as far as our own selves, this is going to be a year of truth. This is going to be a year of people realizing there's bigger things out there. People or people realizing that they're stronger than they are. People coming into their own truth. People figuring out that they're awesome. This is going to be a year where people are going to look at things and be like, they're going to be able to decipher, okay, I'm being lied to and I'm not. This is when things are going to be open and a lot of people are going to face truths that they don't want to or they're going to see the truth and they're going to want to try and hide it or be it's going to be a year of self growth it's going to be a year of this year a lot of people are focusing on counseling and self-healing and healing themselves and just like I said before when you do self-healing and when you put the oxygen max on yourself first awesome, beautiful things can happen and your frequency raises. Now, when we're doing this and people are starting to take care of themselves and people are starting to process their trauma and people are starting to look within, it's going to raise the frequency regardless and it's going to raise it collectively, which means it's going to be a good year of taking care of yourself. It's going to be a good year of people stepping into their spiritual gifts. It's going to be a good year of truth coming out. But at the same time, when you're doing those things, it can cause a lot of anxiety. <clears throat> it can cause a lot of change. And we're fooling ourselves not thinking that the pandemic is part of this, um, that all of this, it's its all about self-healing and knowing your truth and knowing who you are and standing at who you are confidently and coming together while we're being ourselves. So it's going to be one of those years where we're going to figure out who we are and we're going to have a self-healing journey but we're also not going to judge when you do that. You're not going to judge the other. You're not going to judge others. And when that happens, because when you dig deep, everything else around you, what goes on or inside of you is mirrored around you. So when you start to self heal and when you start to go through this journey of self healing, you're going to, um, you're going to raise your frequency and around you is going to be what's going on inside you. So while you're doing this, you're going to feel a little bit of chaos, right? Um, a chaos before, you know, the storm before the calm and self healing never is like a journey where you're like, you reach it and say, okay, I'm done. You can, but then you're stuck in this, you know, in this limbo for a while. And, and that's okay. Cause sometimes you can be stuck in rest as long as you always try and continue to be your best. But I think for collective and for people, I think that this is also going to happen because there's no way that you cannot self-heal and not have other people around you feel it, which in turn can cause chaos. Um, There's going to be a lot of self-healing, 
a lot of looking inward, a lot of people stepping into their power and into their gifts, which in turn can cause chaos. Um, And I think there has been a lot of chaos in the last two years. And I think that this is maybe the calm before the storm. Not to say that things aren't going to get crazy and that you're not going to have loss. Life is going to happen, right? But I think that this is going to be a big year of self-healing this is going to be a big year of people figuring out who they are and not taking crap anymore and and stepping into their power and which in turn is going to be chaotic but awesome at the same time because um, it's just it's and I know people are always like this is your year but you know with the spiritual growth comes a lot a lot of sometimes and I'm not a negative Nelly and I'm not a doomsdayer. Spiritual growth is amazing and it's awesome and it's elated and it's powerful and it's great, but you can't get to those places without some hardships or without some chaos. So just be prepared for that. Now, um, I, you know, as far as that goes, that's kind of all spirit really, there's going to be new things, new chapters, new things happening, new things happening, you know, lots of people because people are going to be opening up to who they are and their spiritual gifts. And so there's going to be lots of new, lots of new this, this year, lots of shedding of the old and bringing in the new. And I do feel like, um, (laughs) this one is where this is pretty, I feel like, you know, there might be an ax. I feel like, I don't know, something with the government, something maybe with Biden. Um, I feel like that there's not like, uh, not like, intended to have harm on anybody or anything, but I just feel like there's going to be a shift in the government, um, in the leadership of the government, there's going to be a shift of some sort, and this will be more towards, I don't, you know, towards the end of the year, there's going to be some sort of shift. I don't know if that means, you know, that, you know, <laughs> I get, this is where I get nervous. I don't know if Biden's going to have an accident or if he's going to have a heart attack or, or if he's going to get sick for a minute or if he's getting sick and then coming back, you know, but I just feel like there's going to be some sort of a shift towards the fall. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a shift. It's all, that's the one thing too, that I, that I don't really love predictions about is some people are like, Oh my gosh, that's so terrible. Or, Oh my gosh, that's so great. Um, this shift, it's not good or bad. It's just a shift, a shift, which is going to change the energy also. So uh, the collective energy. So just kind of watch for that. Um, and that's what predictive, you know, for me, it's, 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 they don't give me details like that. I mean, they can, but I get too nervous to like, share them because, ah, because I I can interpret them wrong. They can mean something completely different than what I'm seeing. So that's why I kind of just stay, there's a shift, something's going to happen and it's going to be in the leadership, I think. So, and predictions, future can change. They're not set in stone. That's why, you know, you create your own destiny. You create your life. You can create whatever you want. So just know that that's, that's how it's going to work. So, Thank you guys for your questions. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. And I, I am practicing every time I do a podcast to, um, be better at it. Be not so in a hurry. I do have, I just want you guys to know I love you. I, I, you know, most of you know, I do have ADHD. I talk really fast. I go off on tangents 
And part of you probably hate that and part of you probably love it. And you know what? It's it's who I am. So I hope that you, I hope it helps at least. I hope that, and I'm so grateful for those that do tune in and do listen and do subscribe and do follow Carrie Connects because uh, you guys are the reason why I'm here. I, I, you guys are the reason why I do this is because um, I want to help you. I want to help my clients. I want to help my listeners. And um, I love that you're patient with me because, because you get it and you understand. So I will see you guys um, next week. And I hope that you guys have a happy January, happy new year. And I will talk to you later. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.